Hi guys, Salam Nerds here, and we want to talk to you guys about the floods in Pakistan that have damaged almost a million homes and wiped out entire villages. The flooding in Pakistan is due to climate change. The melting glaciers and torrential rain have caused the death tolls to be in the thousands with more than 33 million people displaced. One third of Pakistan is underwater. This is more than a national emergency, this is a humanitarian catastrophe. This is because the CO2 emissions produced by countries like the UK, the US, Russia, and France. Pakistan does not have the infrastructure to withstand this devastation. Even though Pakistan is one of the lowest producers of GHG at 1%, it is one of the top five worst affected by climate change. We here at Salam Nurse are sending direct links to you guys to Islamic Relief so you can donate. Please donate generously. Welcome. To Salam Nerds Podcast. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves. I'm here with my co-host, Jazz, a.k.a. Jazzdruck. Jazzdruck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we, 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 we know why. We know why. <laughs> What's going on, Jazz? What about <laughs> Yo, today I am in Nashville. I am here on a work trip, so I do not have my equipment with me. So I'm, I, I'm busting out some headphones and a little microphone. Hopefully the sound is pretty decent. Uh, but, you know, if not, guys got to kind of bear with us, hopefully. Yeah, just this week. Just this week. I promise. <laughs> just this week. Yeah, you don't sound that awful. You'd be all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we got to introduce our guest. Jav, you want to do the honors? Sure. Um Today is a very special day because my boy Richard here, he and I go back to middle school. And so, you know, having a friend that I've known for, what, the better part of 20 years, come on. It's always, always a blessing. So, Richard, please give us more about yourself. And I see you have Longclaw with you. I do. Uh, you don't spend 500 bucks on something like this and not crank it out for a House of the Dragon podcast. So, Perfect. <laughs> uh, my name is Richard Sepulveda. I'm like, uh, like... Uh, Mr. Ajaz has said, um, yeah, we've known each other for, I, I want to say since, uh, what, 8th grade? 03, 02, something like that? Yeah, 6th grade. I can't remember what class. I just remember you sat behind me in algebra. Yep, <laughs> that was 8th grade, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But that's, yeah, that, that's that's when we got to chat the most. But it was, uh, yeah, great times. Um, I'm a uh, self-proclaimed aficionado, but um, no, 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 no. Plenty of uh, plenty of people. You that are uh, not self-proclaimed, sir. I will grant you that title <laughs> because here's the thing, y'all. I have a test for anyone who wants to come on this podcast for Game of Thrones, right? To determine if they're a casual fan or a real fan. Mm. And when I asked Richard that question, I'm not going to spoil what question it is. He was able to give me not just the answer I was looking for, but the other answers that very hardcore fans know. So Richard is not just a self-proclaimed aficionado. No, he is a true aficionado, and he deserves that title. Not okay. casual. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I don't use that title lightly. He deserves it. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I think we got to make him a regular on the show. We got to keep him on the roster, man. We got to oh, make yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, whenever yeah. Uh, we pull you off the bench, man, you got we got you got to be ready to go. Oh, I'm always, I'm always ready. Tuesday nights are pretty good for me. Mondays, I play uh, I play a D and D game that usually goes like kind of during this time. So Mondays don't work. But if you're ever hosting on a Tuesday and you need me to come on, shoot me a message. I'm usually up. Sounds good, man. Almost all our shows are Tuesdays because we have to be in sync with The Bachelor. I'm sorry, but unfortunately, The Bachelor takes precedence because that is a big part of our fan base. <laughs> it's strange. It's weird, but it's true. Uh, hey, man, you got to give the people what they want. I'm, I'm not got to give the people what they want, man. We got to give the people what they want. So on Tuesdays, we do Bachelor content and we do uh, – which we call House of the Dragon. So we got you on for House of the Dragon. So let's get started, man. And this episode starts off in a really ominous way where we got Damon showing up with a cloak, looking old, creepy, not saying a damn word the entire time. Mm. And we finally get to meet his wife. So tell us a little bit about that, G. What's the backstory here? Because I heard this is like a not a long line. There's not a lot of stuff going on here. So he's so he's mentioned obviously his 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 lady wife as his uh, bronze bitch. Uh, for those of you, for those of you who don't know, she she descends from uh, House Royce, which we do actually see in the Game of Thrones uh, series um, from Lord John Royce, but they don't even look anywhere sort of fashion one thing i really did like is when you see her like right right underneath like her breastplate she's she's got like the runes of the first men going mm-hmm. on which is really nice because house royce descends from the first men um and she's obviously um kind of some of those first men houses really don't care if you're a man or a woman you're going to be a skilled hunter writer uh you know we see that with house umber house stark a lot of northern houses but some of the houses in the vale obviously do descend from the first men so She's definitely a, a huntress in her own right. Um, but yeah, like you said, not a single word to her. And that moment where it clicks in her head when she's like, uh, are you going to, what are you going to do? Kill that poor girl, you know, to, to, to take your throne. And then like, she kind of stops herself because she realizes that all he has to do is annul his own marriage. And then that's it. Yo, but she she's kind of had a tongue, man. She was not playing. She called him a sheep fucker. She called him like she, she, called she, him throws so his, many she throws his words back in his face, which kind of insinuates that she's she's heard all of this like yap from him before because he's mentioned in the small council that the sheep look better in the veil. And he she almost like word for word uses those same Ooh. words back at him. Mm-hmm. So those aren't that's not really a sharp tongue on her end. She's just probably tired of hearing it from her informants and stuff like that. That's a great point. That's a great point. I get that. And uh, so what happens is in the book, they don't really describe this entire scene. It's basically she falls off the horse uh, and she is paralyzed for a while or in a coma and then she dies. Six, seven but, days. Yeah. But the thing with the books is the books are not reliable narrators, right? They're mm-hmm. basically uh, a series of people who have told a story and they may or may not be true. So the fact that they change this and show what Damon actually did still mm-hmm. doesn't like change the story. It still works, which I think is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's really good that it was written from the point of view of, of a few different maesters. I believe the first maester to pick up the story was Munkin. And he's yeah. going to be the one that takes over after, not to be spoiler or anything, because obviously the current maester is fairly old. Um, but I believe he doesn't take over until I, I don't. I don't see him actually seeing any of these events go down. So he's just writing from secondhand events, which obviously is going to get lost in translation. You play 
telephone over a generation and so many facts and figures are going to get distorted so he was um, in this episode there was a, gl- a, a shot of a dwarf uh in this scene in the wedding and i don't know if that was him or just another dwarf oh oh uh, i think you're referring to uh, to mushroom i yeah. was talking about uh oh, grand okay. Master munkin he's he's going to be one of the author he's one of the authors of the yeah, uh yeah. the dance of the dragons see he's an expert <laughs> He knows what he's talking about. I actually have been brushing back up on Fire and Blood here recently. I haven't gotten back to the Dance of the Dragons yet, but I've been reading the the histories. I'm I'm right at like Jaharis, so right before any of these events <laughs> unfold. So I'm not, yeah, I'm I think our resident Game of Thrones expert done. I think, I think we need to just give you an open invite to come on any episode whenever you feel free. Because this is awesome. <laughs> you might find me in the in the uh, in the comments from time to time, just like pointing stuff out. You know, I might I might end up popping in like. Okay, that. yeah, Literally. man, definitely do it. Definitely do it. All right, so he startles the horse, I believe, or did he push the horse or something? She falls off, he grabs it, and he like or he startles it, and then kind of assists in kind of throwing it over, throwing her off, right? And she's pretty much paralyzed. Do you think he was going to kill her anyways, or do you think that she egged him on and that made him do it? Um, he doesn't seem like the type foolish enough to leave that open ended, and the, the that being like kind of like a main route that she would go hunting if she didn't return in a day or so, people would go looking for. Her. So it's not like she would like just like starve or like wolves would come and get her. I mean, maybe the wolves would come and get her, but um, I definitely think that the egging on had something to do with it. Maybe he was planning on being more cruel and hoping that, you know, the wolves or bear would, you know, might come and get her. Um, but I think it would have been really foolish on his end to not, uh, you know, it. Yeah. clip that loose end because he's he's not he's a very calculated individual. Um, he knows what he's doing and he definitely knew how to make it look like an accident, which I find really funny because this is also Braun's plan whenever he married or he's about to marry into House Stokeworth. And then Jamie comes by and ends that marriage. That way he can come help Jamie. But his plan is because he's going to marry the younger sister of the inheritor. (laughs) He's going to basically claim that, yeah, pretty little little ladies fall off their horses and snap their necks all the time. And so that's how Braun was going to take power. Was uh, this a callback to that or a call forward, I guess? Yeah, it'd be a few years. But great minds think alike. And Braun is obviously a a calculated... uh, you know, he might be a, a, a up up jump sell sword, but he's he's a smart individual. Even though he don't talk so good. <laughs> it also t- uh, brings up the point where when they go to the wedding later on, and you know, he talks about his cousin. Uh, his cousin comes through and talks to Damon about it. He goes, "Yeah, so I'm gonna have to come by and see about my inheritance, <laughs> inheritance, right?" Which I thought was pretty interesting because he doesn't really consummate the marriage. So is he entitled to that? Uh, he has a right to put in a claim to it, and it's basically the judgment of the Lady of the Veil, which I forget her name, Lady Jaina or something, but it'd be like Jaina Aaron. Um, so she's probably like, uh, uh, I don't want to like Lady Regent in the in the area at the time. Her mm-hmm. son's probably too young to, to, to uh, be making any decisions or anything like that. But um, if he, if the, if that cousin wants to beat... <laughs> uh daemon to the uh to the veil he better get started soon because it's hard to beat a dragon yeah <laughs> so right he gets, mm, if he gets yeah. out there first you know he's gonna beat him beat him there but we'll see what her uh what her decision is i really did like the fact that viserys is within earshot of that conversation yeah. because he has that suspicion of daemon lusting for his throne 
and it's not his daughter that he lusts, at least in Viserys' mind, even though we know that obviously Daemon really enjoys Rhaenyra, um, that he would be willing to kill his wife to inherit her 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 claim or anything that she had so in Viserys's mind I think he he avoided a bullet by not or he in his mind he dodged a bullet by not allowing uh the marriage between uh, uh Rhaenyra and Daemon because Daemon is very capable of killing his own wife in order to take what she would be inheriting Damon reminds me of Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's like wild card. He could do it. Yeah. Wild card. Wild card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's if uh, if Charlie could read, um, yes, <laughs> I, would, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Does that throw say pirate? <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh man i could totally do that poor poor charlie couldn't read any of these names <laughs> you see the meme of him like getting the getting the little like letter and he's just like he just looks at it and just doesn't know what he's looking at, at all. Yeah. i i want to see the meme with like charlie he's got the board he's got all these like theories and it's just damon going this is how i'm gonna take the throne <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we gotta make this. Yeah, that'd be a really good one. Always sunny in Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, after this. Oh, that's that's uh, a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't have my notes with me. So, sure. what happens after? Um, uh, so right after we uh, the the scene in um, uh, at Runestone, or I guess just outside of Runestone. Um, it cuts over to uh, Allison catching up to her dad as he's getting ready to depart. Um, yeah, on the horse. After he's been dismissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One th- yeah. I was going to say that is going to set the precedence for the entire next season, right? Because he's he's leaving and she's mm-hmm. it's her fault because, mm-hmm. you know. She um, chose Rhaenyra over. Yeah, she chose Rhaenyra over him. She believed Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, she finds out a secret, and I guess it kind of changes the way she feels. Uh, but she didn't want to do this. But then her dad says, hey, listen, you have to do this to protect your children. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that put the idea in her. It's like, whoa, this is not just me. This is my children. Right. I got to watch out and do what's best for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to set everything else that's going to happen afterwards. What do you think? I would, for sure. I would but have it to. wasn't just her. Like, I don't think this was a moment that where she realized she has to do it to protect her kids. I think this is the moment she realized I'm an adult. Oh mm. fuck. This is mm. on me now. I had my dad before to guide me. No, I am alone and I'm an adult now. Now I need to step up. So mm. I don't think the idea came to her head now. I think she already knew, but now she realized she has to be the executioner for the idea. Yeah. Not she her can't, dad. You can't just be, let her dad. One thing that I, I really, uh, at least as far as like in the, 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 like the Game of Thrones, when they release each season, there's about an hour of lore that goes on that's narrated by the cast with like little mm-hmm. animations and stuff. They really paint Allison out to be just this old, just conniving bitch of a person. <laughs> and really, like from the get go, you see that it's been Otto's engineering this whole time. And Otto's honestly like meant to almost sound like like almost like this incompetent leader when really he's been the engineer of everything uh, as far as trying to get. Um, uh, uh, his grandson on the throne, yeah. um, and it's and it's 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 sad that the way that that the histories remember it is that Allison was the one. Now I'm sure going forward she probably will be because she's the only one at court, really, 
pushing that agenda however it's it's always been Otto from the from the get-go and Otto is not innocent from any of this if anything he's he's the instigator yep. yeah call this from episode one because my theory was that Otto killed uh King Cyrus's firstborn um after an era you know that baby that died in episode one? Oh, Balon yes. yeah my theory is that he had him killed there and because that's what actually led to the whole thing of uh yeah, Allison, Allison marrying King Viserys. So, so my theory is that we didn't see the baby. We never saw yeah. the baby. We didn't see anything. No, 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 no. You see the baby, and you even like you, he even hear him like crying. And then he yeah, says, but then like you don't see him right. after. You, right, exactly. Dead. You don't see you don't see him die or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Right. We know he's healthy, and then all of a sudden he's gone. He's so gone. we don't know. It could have been anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I do agree about Allison. I feel like she has her Sansa Stark moment where she's like, okay, not a little girl anymore, right? She's mm-hmm. got to put on her big girl pants, and yeah, I think she goes to work, and we can see that when uh, she. She brings, uh, you know what? She brings over Sir Kristen Cole and starts inter- yeah. interrogating him. This yeah. motherfucker. Drinking <laughs> <laughs> that dumb bitch juice the whole time. I mean, I could poke Coles into his logic, but before we go there, um, so right outside the gates of King's Landing, we've seen it a few times. If they ever show it again, or you go and rewatch like episode one, there's one banner, one Targaryen banner that's black, and it looks like fairly new. It's got the red uh, mm-hmm. sigil or whatever. There's another one on the other side um, to match it, but it's like a little more faded and the sigil almost looks gold. And if you know what's coming, <gasps> if you know what's coming, they've been teasing it since episode one and go take a look right as soon as uh, Rhaenyra drops in on her dragon and she oh, takes yes. a little carton litter back into the gates of King's Landing. You're going to see that same gate with the uh, one on the left. Uh, from like if you're looking at the camera or looking through the screen, one on the left is going to be black and red, and the other one's going to be black and almost fading gold. Keep a lookout for that. I saw that my second time watching through the first episode, and I lost my shit just like you did because I was. Oh like, my god! Yeah, I'm losing my shit right now. Like, yeah. Oh. Wait, wait. I'm having a hard time following. What is? What does this mean? Explain it. Um, bro, spoil it. Spoil it. Oh, spoiler. Okay. So, okay. so, so as we know, um, when when basically war was declared. This episode with the with the blacks versus the greens. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Obviously, uh, her son uh, Aegon, um, who's going to come up and eventually challenge Rhaenyra's throne. His dragon is, is said to be one of the most beautiful dragons that ever existed. It's called uh, Sunfire, yes. and that Sunfire is golden. And so, for his personal sigil, he takes a black banner with a gold three-headed dragon. So on that on that front of the the, the gate, you'll see kind of the fading gold green dragon because it's supposed to be red it's not it was never supposed to be gold but since it's faded it almost looks gold versus the black and red of mm-hmm. rhaenyra which is a tease you know obviously what's what has yet to come Ooh, interesting interesting and this wow. isn't exactly a spoiler because um i believe it was game of thrones where it was who was the child who had the stone affliction oh um she's actually girl. even uh yeah she's uh baratheon um Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, right. I'm drawing a blank too. Anyways, it was Sir Jorah Mormont who was Shireen. talking to her. Shireen, right? Shireen, yes. Yeah, yeah. So Mormont was talking to her, and she he's like, "What are you reading?" And she's like, "Oh, this is a book the about Dance of the uh, Dragons, a true telling of Grandmaster Munkin." Yeah, and it was this exact thing: the battle between Rhaenyra Targaryen and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Aegon. So, so yeah, 
and then exactly even, a spoiler. Even, we know it's happening. Even but... Joffrey spoils the very ending of it almost, but that's later on. Yeah. <laughs> if you can go back, if you watch through all the Game of Thrones, you can find it. You deserve this to be spoiled. So that's all. You- <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, unfortunately, there are memes out there, and I saw that too. So I did, I did catch that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so- this is this is a uh, Shakespearean tragedy in and of a whole. So don't oh, don't yeah. expect a happy ending for anybody. Uh, <laughs> but but also we know there's unreliable narrators, right? So that, that is also maybe mm-hmm. a little bit here and there. There's a little wiggle room in here. Maybe absolutely, little- definitely wiggle room on like the the how things happen, but the overall results I believe are going to be fairly accurate because the macers wouldn't get like the big overarching things wrong they'd get the details wrong but not the you know main stuff so we'll see so so let's go into the uh the bachelor where you know she she goes in and she picks her final (laughs) guy she picks valerian she goes there's it's it's really interesting because me and jazz are both pakistani and uh this very much felt like arista which is where you take the you meet the guy's parents or the girl meets the the guy's parents and the guy meet the girl's parents and they kind of like talk about um setting you guys up and then you get some alone time with the girl to kind of talk to her as they watch to the beach. <laughs> it's legit. And this is usually the first time we're meeting. So like, yeah, this is like an arranged marriage kind of thing. This is the first Gosh. time we're meeting. Yeah. This is what happens. This is literally an arranged marriage, the way they do it in Pakistan, India, and all these other countries. And it's really, really funny uh, to, to see that. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the fact that, you know, it's very reflected of our culture a little bit. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I did like that. It was very interesting from two points of views. There was one of Renera where she's like, "Listen, we know you don't like goose." <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I did like the way that she put it though. Like without straight up just coming out and calling him gay, she was able to kind of give him an out without like yeah. disrespecting him because she he would obviously be her future king, and right. she also knew that if I play my cards right, I'll get to have my cake and eat it too. Which he tried to. It kind of felt like it was the worst kept secret because everyone seemed to kind of <laughs> Yeah, well, see Renly. That, that was a terribly kept secret. Yeah, no one cared. <laughs> but when you're when you're the king or king consort or the king's brother, no one says shit. So yeah, yeah, no one cares. That's, that, that's fair. If you can uh, ride a dragon, you can do whatever you want in Westeros. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> up to the dragon. <laughs> But poor, poor Viserys, man, was not in good condition. Uh, Every episode, he just looks worse and worse. It's bad. She she shook his hand. Man had no fingers left. Like, bro. Where are them digits at, bro? Where are them at? uh, Yeah. They definitely say that the the, the Iron Throne, like, spurns you. But he just, man, that thing is rejecting him hardcore. No mm-hmm. man, I, I I like the fact where um, they're like, "Yo, you want a chair?" He's like, "No, no, I got it." Like, no, I think you need a chair, man. I'll take the chair. <laughs> this one doesn't have knives on it. <laughs> oh man. Um. Okay. So basically, they negotiate the proposal. Um. And then Renera also negotiates something. And now let's get into our incel homie, uh, Kristen Cole, <laughs> who took his vow of like, <laughs> and then broke it. Yeah. Okay. And, and now he's like, in order to restore my vow. We need to run away together. Let I need me... to break my Kingsguard vow and marry you. <laughs> no, no, and, and, and this is what I don't get. This guy, so he's he's from the Dornish, Dornish marches, and he's fought yeah. there before. So I get that he has seen Sunspear and seen the 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 you know yeah, yeah. The, the ships taking off and everything. 
he tried to act like he number one, like he had like expert knowledge, like he could smuggle himself in, like they wouldn't stick out like sore thumbs. <laughs> this woman has a dragon, and it's already precedence that you could just put another person on the back if they really just wanted to take off. Just get on the dragon and go. Who's gonna stop you? Right. Yeah. But like, no, listen, we gotta steal a ship. She's like a dragon. She's like, how good do you think your dick is? And I'm going to leave the entire freaking nation <laughs> my dragon for you, homie. <laughs> Get over yourself. Do you want oh me to be your whore? Yes. That's yeah. Get over it. Uh-huh. I'm, the, I'm the queen. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, what, what is wrong with you, man? You know, But I really do love that actor. You know he's half Indian, right? Is no. he really? I didn't, I I didn't see it. He, he definitely looks uh, not Caucasian. Yeah. Um, because they did even mention that, uh, like uh, at the tournament, the very first one that that he was Dornish, yeah. and you know, Dornish is like Westeros's, you know, Middle Eastern, more That's or true. less. Dornish um, is like where they throw all the Indian, Middle Easterns, and uh, Hispanics in like one group, and, like yeah. every, everyone, so all of us got it, Pedro <laughs> Pascal. Yeah, it's all of us, all, of us. all the brown <laughs> people are just in this like one little nugget. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But yeah, man, this guy, what is wrong with him though? What is wrong with him? That yeah. he's like he thinks that she's gonna give up her throne, her birthright, everything just for him. Uh no, she's like, listen, man, you're gonna be my little whore, my little boy toy, and that's the way it is. Yeah. And um the other guy who was Joffrey, who was um, you know, her betrothed, um, uh, what do you call Paramore, it? Paramore, Paramore, Paramore. Uh, he was okay with it too, but this motherfucker went on in instigating for no reason. Like, what was yeah. his? Like, what was I think that? he was. I think he he felt safe it being a wedding. Um, and it would be a good time to just kind of lay the cards on the table. I, I saw what he was doing, but he definitely could have been a little more tactful with his words and everything. Yeah. And he didn't know how that Cole was mentally not well right there because of of the rejection uh to to kind of trace back a little bit um the one thing that after he gives up the the juice to uh to allison uh he asked for a merciful death like he just wants to once he got rejected he just wanted to die you know Mm -hmm. like and strangely enough joffrey baratheon uh would also agree that uh, a quick death is merciful even though some of us might not but, mm-hmm. but uh, him as a Kingsguard, yeah, he just he just wanted to die. He didn't want to be there anymore. He didn't he didn't see any reason for living. So um, that's why shortly after, uh, you know, punching his face in, uh, he went to commit, you know, spooku and do the deed. But he, um, yeah, no, he if if Joffrey would have known his mental state at that time, uh, I don't think I think he might have given it a little little bit of time. Yeah, I think. Uh... Joffrey thought that, oh, the secret's out, because obviously Rhaenyra said, hey, you know, it's mm-hmm. okay, it's okay, do what you gotta do. Yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, they talked about it, and then I think he assumed that he They he came to an amicable to... decision. Right. But they didn't realize that, no, it wasn't amicable, that this oh, guy's just, you know... <laughs> he's crushed. He, he just wants to die. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back to Allison <laughs> talking to him, because this motherfucker, nobody was talking about you. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? He snitched on himself like a little bitch. It happens. Oh, God, I did it. Could you imagine if she had let slip that her and Damon were messing around that night, and then he oh. had been over there? Dude would have just killed himself right then and there. There's no way. 
there's no uh, way he mentally survives that one because he was already ready to die. He would have just like just called it a day. <laughs> um, that was yeah, that was one of the first things I thought because I was like, oh, this is where he learns that that she was, you know, she's back and forth, you know, she's dotting around doing her thing. Hey, when you're when you're future queen, you can do as you please. But yeah. um yeah, I was I was waiting on that and then he just snitches on himself and I'm like, oh no, here we go. Oh I was yeah. I was like, oh you idiot. <laughs> yeah, for real. You idiot. You had one job. One job. You couldn't do up. then you had three jobs and you couldn't do any of them correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't protect the queen. You couldn't keep it in your pants, and you couldn't keep a secret. Like, what right? The hell? You had one. Really, yeah, you're sworn. You're sworn to serve. So serve the D. You're sworn to keep their pre- keep their secrets. Boom. And she and he's especially her sworn shield. Like that is her go to right. guy. You don't the respond to the queen. You respond and... to Renera. <laughs> Yeah, failed all three jobs. Failed every single one. Uh, he's he's young, he's young, <laughs> uh, but I don't think he'll learn. No. Oh no, I'm pretty sure. That's like why. Allison is gonna keep her as like you know. Oh, if I need to prove to get uh, Aegon to become the heir, I need this guy alive, so he will be the actual witness to account for all of this. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, if you ever need to hire a bodyguard or a babysitter, you make sure they're ugly because that's how you make sure you don't get into this situation. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, don't let your don't let your 16 year old uh, daughter choose her uh, probably 20 year old babysitter because it's probably not going to work out too well. <laughs> least, especially that babysitter is going to be her babysitter till she's like 20, and then it's like, yes. Yeah, uh, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> all right let's get back to actual game of thrones right. oh one thing i did want to mention they mentioned in last episode um uh they call rainier is known as the realm's delight i don't know if y'all went over this <gasps> oh no it did not occur to me but oh my Double god Entendre, obviously because the realm loves her like as a as a as a princess, princess and everything right. but she's obviously serving the pee out to quite a few so she is the realm's delight and i just oh I my god just i just bring that up because I, I don't think i heard that <laughs> are we talking about that right now or in the previews because in the previews no 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 in the previous in the previous episode uh when they were at the play oh um, when they started messing around they they mentioned rhaenyra you know princess rhaenyra the realm's delight and then i forgot in the books that like yeah she's known as the realm's delight but maybe for, for multiple reasons reason. yeah yikes yikes uh-huh she getting out there yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what else do we got? So we talked. Now about... we go to the wedding now. Oh, um, well, a couple of well, one or two other things. Um, uh, oh, whenever um, the king you got is, notes, is, I love it. Yeah, when the, when the king is laid out and he's talking to to his new hand, uh, Lord Strong, um, about you know that he would he really wishes that he would he would have been tested and and yeah. whatever. I'm just reminded of the quote that. Um, uh, Easy times make soft men. Soft men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create soft men. And he, after reigning after Jaehaerys and the easy times that Jaehaerys brought, you know, with all of his peace and reforms and everything like that, he's on the downswing. And we're about to see a lot of strong people come out of it because he's ruled as a more or less of an effective leader. I do like the fact that he did not give him 
like what he wanted to hear because when he was like do you think i would have made a good king and they would have made songs and stuff about me and instead of saying yeah yeah you would have he says you know you're better off not having that happen to you you're better off being here in peacetime so he's kind of like still you know gassing him up but also saying no man um, i don't think you would have been able to do this mm-hmm. absolutely yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, strong is a uh... Obviously, the, ideally, the the ideal head of the king, because when you think about Otto, obviously has plenty of his own intentions. Um, and even uh, Corliss, if he had been named hand of the king, he basically mm-hmm. wanted the same thing that Otto did, you know, whenever he was trying to negotiate for who, what was the name that was going to be sitting on the Iron Throne? That dude reaches yeah. like no other, and he blatantly wants the exact same th- thing that Otto does. He wants his grandchild on the throne. Yep. So... Um, yeah, there's there's just not a lot of subtlety with Corliss, but there's a lot of subtlety with Otto, and I think that's what creates a lot of mistrust between them. Yeah. And, and I, th- I thought that was a very interesting, you know, way to compromise. Like, yo, he's gonna be born, you know, a uh, bit of a Valerian. Yeah, but then once he ascends the throne, he becomes a Targaryen. I'm like, is that allowed? Whatever, okay, cool. <laughs> Talk to the dragon. Tell Talk me. Talk to the dragon, dragon. right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. Sounds like a fair deal to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, so let's talk about the wedding, uh, unless there's anything else that we haven't uh, covered. Mm, other than the king or the, the hand's son being the new little finger now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we'll get more into him a little bit later, but I do want to talk about the wedding because the wedding yeah. is full of drama. Uh, <laughs> bro, it's a Game of Thrones wedding. Yep. Yes, Don't yes. be Joffrey at a Game of Thrones wedding. It's just not going <laughs> to over two, over 2 at Joffrey's at weddings, man. <laughs> over 2. Oh, not, You're going to do the history, see how many Joffreys there were and how they all died. <laughs> Yeah. Watch them all die from weddings. Oh God! Well, fortunately, I know that's not the case, but yeah, they're, they're not. They're uh, they're they're down bad, down big. Right. Let's talk about some entrances, because uh, there were some WWF type entrances at this wedding. People coming in with like, <laughs> do you smell what the Valorians are cooking? Because <laughs> they just rolled up on there like. Like they were royalty, like they were the shit, like amazing entrance. Um, mm. The other entrance that I thought was really cool was Allison coming in like Stone Cold Steve Austin and just like, yeah. just came oh God. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh. yeah, she was, she was, um, so, so the reason they call the, um, the, basically the factions that are going to be coming up, the, the, the blacks versus the, or yes, the blacks versus the greens are because of in the books for this wedding, there's supposed to be a tournament that takes place. And it's kind of around the same time that Damon returns from the Stepstones because they kind of muddled that timeline a little bit. Um, and at that um, at that tournament, um, obviously here at the wedding, um, Rainier's wearing white, you know, as a bride should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that tournament, Allison's wearing that, that green gown and Rainier is wearing uh, a, a black and red gown and all of their supporters are wearing this the same colors as basically the person that they're backing um so that's where we kind of get the reds versus the green so in this case it looks like the tournament's canceled because they immediately just got them married but yeah. they um but the the her walking in with that with that full green you know like like uh 
like they said, it was, it's almost a, a public declaration of war. You see how coldly she comes up and, and greets her, her stepdaughter. Not, not only did she just do that, she interrupted the king's speech when they were doing that. Like, mm-hmm. that is one of the rudest things you can do, right? And yeah. just coming in green, she was publicly rebuking everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, it was a, you know, the Valerion's colors are, you know, like a, like a seafoam, seafoam blue, seafoam green. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Targaryen is red and black. And she came in as her own house uh, and basically almost like stepping in for her own father because mm-hmm. he was not there at the wedding, obviously felt slighted for losing his position. Um, and then, of course, you know, the, the rest of the high towers were there. Uh, but she basically said, like, no, I'm, I'm I'm riding this way now. And even at the wedding, you see, like, kind of some awkward glances between the king and queen uh, back and forth. They never even really make eye contact. They're just kind of like, you know, just whatever, because like it's awkward as hell right now. There's 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 definitely a lot of tension going on. Yeah, like Damon comes in, everyone's quiet. Uh, Damon doesn't even say a word. He just has that shit-eating grin and then takes his feet <laughs> and cocks, puts his feet up, waiting for his drink. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is like some WWF shit. Everybody had like this grand entrance. And they're just so funny to me. And I just loved it. It was uh, the acting in this is so good. And you get so invested into these characters. And it's really, really exciting. And Damon is no like, you know, innocent in this wedding. Like when he goes up to Daenerys, he's like talking about taking her away. She's like, okay, do it. Kill yeah. all the guards, men. Do it. I dare you. <laughs> she, she keep. She knows. She got. She has his numbers. Like she's the only one that can do it. Which I thought was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, she knows what she can get away with with him and what she can't. Even though she would obviously know that uh, he just murdered. Oh, then she did know that that he had just annulled his marriage. Um, so yeah, she's she's uh, she does know how to press his button. She knows how to uh, and she knows what she can get away with when it comes to him and that like she's one of the few people that he actually will not hurt. Yeah. yeah. And then basically everything uh, breaks loose and there's a fight, but we never see how the fight actually starts. All we know is that we see Kristen Cole beating the ever loving shit out of uh, Joffrey to the point where his face was mush. And the last time yeah. we saw something like that was when uh, the mountain. The mountain and the viper. Yeah, and the yep. Viper, which I thought was really cool. Uh, man's got some good punches, man. He got some good punches in. Um, so, so the C, uh, not the CGI, but the, the effects were great. I will say the last few punches, like from like an acting standpoint, he was kind of just doing this. Yeah. And somebody who was really pissed off would be leaning in with their whole body, dropping in. And I'm sure, you know, it's just, although instead of hitting him with his fist, his, uh, his kind of cover for his. Yeah, he had the metal. The, 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 almost the knuckle. So yeah. he could just be hitting him with that, which would make more sense about breaking his face. So uh, I'll, I'll 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 let it I'll let it slide without without. Oh, we got an old friend here, man. Carlos is asking, "Did you paint that painting behind you?" <laughs> no, I did not. Hey, Carlos. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that is a uh, that's uh, the New Mex that's in New Mexico. It's a bunch of like Cherokee Indians or or some some sort of Native Americans. Uh, cool. cool, very cool, oh, very cool. Uh, so let's go back to the wedding, and I wanted to know. What do you guys think started it? Uh, do you think it was just them going back and forth, or maybe there's more? Do you think we'll ever find out, or maybe, or this will be all we'll ever know? I think it's all we'll ever know. He, he, I think he just yeah. follows him out after he like walks by. You see him kind of lift. Uh, uh, you see Sir Christian Cole lift his sword to like give him leave to go by, and then it stews in his brain for a minute, and he's like, "No, I'm not going to let that happen." And so he follows him out onto the dance floor and proceeds to. Man, I think oh. he may have grabbed something, and that's what really pissed him off. Ooh, maybe. 
Yeah, I think he may have grabbed him in a way where he yeah. Well, uh, really we really threw him for a loop. We don't uh, we don't condone sexual assault out here. So if you know that's 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 what right. the, that's what he did. I'm I'm gonna say that that's a that's a warranted murder right there. Right, I think that's what happened because like he he looks so uncomfortable and then just casually walks away, mm-hmm. and then I think in his mind he's thinking, "Fuck these kings and queens, fuck this whole thing." Yeah, I am not that. just a sexual plaything for them. Uh uh-uh. like I'm going, and that's when he started actually. He like you know lost it and started beating him up. I think that's what happened. He may have grabbed his ass or something, and then that really. I just would like to 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 do a little research because both Sir Kristen Cole and Sir Joffrey Lawnmouth both come from the Stormlands, and so I would wonder if maybe their houses are rivaled potentially. Oh. So that would that might offset him a little bit, but definitely Sir Kristen comes from like a lower a lower house and a lower branch of a lower house at that. So. Um, Potentially, you know, Joffrey could be lording it over him a little bit. I know that they hadn't met before that, so they didn't have any like previous animosity. But just still, you know how like we saw in episode four, or yeah, during the betrothal or whatever, how two houses that don't get along so well can just draw steel and go at each other. So um, that'd be interesting to look at. I'll 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 do my homework and see if I can find. So something our resident Game of Thrones expert. I love it. (laughs) So something you said kind of made me rethink some of the stuff that i was saying before because like you know i was making fun of uh our you know incel homie chris and cole and how he's doing all stuff but then i'm thinking like if he was a woman and then then you, when you guys started talking about sexual assault and all that stuff i was like we would kind of be on his side right because look at the power dynamic yep. uh between Rhaenyra and him and you know obviously he's infatuated her with her uh but also she has all this power over him uh kind of kind of use him she's an employer yes she's a straight up she is the boss here like this is some workplace shit here Mm -hmm. you got allison using him for games and then you got this other king joffrey guy probably who sexually assaulted her and also making these kind of mind games with him and he flipped out I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm kind of rethinking my stance here. I kind of feel bad for him now. Now I'm really feeling. Oh bad no, no. I get why. Oh, I, I feel bad for him in general because you know. But he. It doesn't mean he wasn't drinking dumb bitch juice because he got- <laughs> both can be true at the same time, and I believe both are. He definitely is a victim of what's going on. You know, in the whole power. I dynamic. believe. I believe the word that Joffrey used was "cumstruck." <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Which is where Jazz got his name this week. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I was like, oh, I know where this is going. I know where this is going. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I wish I could use that in public, but you just can't. So, <laughs> listen. Before we go, I think we're at our limit. But is there anything else we want to cover before we go? Anything no. else we didn't talk about? I think we covered everything we wanted to, man. Dude, this was a great episode. You have so much knowledge. We definitely have to have you back. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to have you back. Uh, we might just give you a open invite so you can just hop on whenever. Yeah, like uh, every Tuesday night, man. Like we're gonna do Game of Thrones. I'll send you the invite and the calendar thing. Yeah, I'll pop come on whenever. Five or ten or so, and yeah, always. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Like we, we also, uh, can't wait to come back. We just gotta make sure we get girls on the show too. We don't want too much. Uh, you need you need the 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 woman. Uh, we we uh, need it to balance out. Because uh, last we week, have a rule, like we can't have two guys in a row. We have mm-hmm. to have a woman at some point. So yeah, 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 no worries there. Just to keep us honest, man, we gotta we can't turn into Andrew mm-hmm. Tate. So that's the goal. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Personal <laughs> accountability. I like right? it. Exactly. Personal. Also, also amazing. 
points. Uh, we had uh, JJ who came on last week, and she. I saw. She, uh, she was, she's very knowledgeable. I was I was highly impressed with her. Like I said, I want to see him and JJ go on together and just like That'd talk it out. We'd sit back and watch like season finale. I'll, we, I'll be ready. We wouldn't even have to do a show. We can just give them the episode and take off. <laughs> right. <laughs> It'd be so great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Make make Natty some money. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. All right, all right. Well, well, thank you guys so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate you, man, and we'll definitely have you back. And um, where can people find you? Do you want people to find you? Some people do, some people don't. It's up to you. Um, no, not particularly. I like my uh, social media fairly private. I mean, I, 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 Facebook is fine. You can Richard Sepulveda if you really feel like it, but my other social medias, I, I keep close to the chest. No, nah, no, nah, and leave our man alone right here. He doesn't need that. But send him good vibes. So we tell whenever people yeah, say that, whenever people say they don't want to be followed, we tell them to either send them prayers or send them good vibes. So send my man some good vibes. Good vibes, please. All <laughs> right. Perfect. Thank you, Richard. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so Take much. Take care, everybody. Me. And until mm. next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace.